I mean, <laughs> I can pronunciate my voice a little bit, but nah, I, I feel like I got a voice for the mic. Yeah, me too. That's why I just, as long as it's in the right place, it's going to hear me. But we turned up, we recording. Okay, so hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of In Our Lane Podcast. I'm your host, Amisha, and today I have a special guest for you guys. Yeah. This is Rayvon. Rayvon is my cousin, my blood cousin. Ain't no play play. No play play. Um, so, yeah, so tell the people about you, a little bit about who you are and mm-hmm. everything. Oh, uh, well, you know, um, you know, our mothers, of course, our sisters, uh, the dearest of sisters. So, you know, um, we grew, actually, we, we really more so like brother and sister more than anything, yes. honestly. And this that's is just like because. the big brother that I always wanted. <laughs> so. Yeah, we always used to always be around over each other's houses and stuff like that. And so, you know. Uh, keeping that relationship and keeping it in the family is is definitely very important to me. But you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a twin. You know, for all of course who don't know, whoever watch you, you know your podcast. I am a twin. She's not here, but she's taking care of my niece and nephew. Um, but I think the the, the biggest thing that learned over years, and I want to congratulate you, Mish. I know, uh, you know, you've been doing stuff like this since you was a kid, like. Like, you better let them know. Like, like, literally, no, for real. Like, when we would just be around the house playing, spending on each other's house, or we would be back at, back at West Street, you know, the house back on West Street, we'll literally just be walking around. Misha will always be acting like she a model or <laughs> talking on a microphone or stuff like that. Like, so we always knew that Misha was going to have some type of entertainment and spring tour. But a lot of people don't know. I'm guessing, pretty sure they do know that Misha's a damn good dancer. So, like, you know, in regards to, you know, the band, you know the the, the the band dancers. I think was you was the only freshman on your dance team. Um, in high school? No, it was two of us. It was two of y'all. Okay, but, but still, that's still. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it just shows a lot about you know what you do. But mm-hmm. um, right now, I uh, was one of the ones that got to actually do halftime. But we're gonna leave it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, but no, I uh, I was um, you know playing sports in high school um, with the school for sports. We actually went to the same school with Georgia for a minute. So I made sure she. Yeah, I made sure that she was um, good when I was there. Um, me being in a frat, you know, to the good bros. Um, uh, made sure she was all welcome on, make sure she always, always, was always good. She transferred to Georgia State. But, um, you know, I had a sports background, you know, coaching, you know, working at the uh, University of West Georgia Coliseum, um, doing event management and stuff like that. Um, you know, but then COVID hit. So, yeah. you know, you, know, you got to – Roll your sleeves up and do something that you're uncomfortable doing before, you know, making a decision and making that next step in your life, you know. So I had to go to corporate America. You know, I had a good job at LA Fitness. They weren't paying enough. So I was like, hey, look, I got a master's degree. I need to get some for it. So, you know, I'm corporate America right now. Um, got laid off my first job. But, you know, at the end of the day, things happen. Right. And that's what kind of gave me a wake-up call about corporate America. Like, right. you can literally do nothing wrong. And, exactly. Like, literally. Still let you go. And they'll just be like, oh, okay. We can't afford you or these numbers don't make sense. So we got to let somebody go. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, I'm not going to bring race into it or anything like that because I don't think it's that deep. But I do right. think in corporate America, like they do do things in an unintentional way. Right. And they may not notice it. Right. So, you know, you just got to take it with it or run with it. So, you know, that's why I've been doing it in my current job right now. Just, you know, being successful as I am as an IT recruiter and, you know, just kind of go from there. But, you know, building a brand, Southside Boom coming next spring. So period. Uh, you know, uh got the got the personal training and baseball going right now. Um 
charity baseball, I mean, sorry, charity softball game coming up in the spring. Uh, pretty much the first to ever do it, you know, um, just trying to get back to the community. That's all. And trying to show where we from. That's all. Period. And that's what we on. So let's get into this icebreaker. Okay. So I am a breakfast type of person. And when I say I like breakfast, I mean, like, I like breakfast food. And so me and Shanti was talking, and she was like, I'm weird because for breakfast, I only like to eat breakfast food. Like, for breakfast, I think bacon, eggs, and waffles, and pancakes. But she, for breakfast, for her, she could just eat the leftovers from last night for <laughs> breakfast, and that's her breakfast. And I'm that's weird to me. Yeah, that's weird. I think. So it's not yeah, me. No, I'm not, not the you. weird nah, one. Okay. Nah, my girl, so, nah, Bree do that. My girl do that. So, like, she'll, like. Sometimes she'll want breakfast food, but yeah. I got to have breakfast food. Like yeah. I got to have it in the morning. But her, she can, she can she can do warm. She can do warm up her leftovers, and then she'll be See. fine. Okay, so now I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> it's not just me, and I love breakfast food. Like I, I can't wake up in the morning and just eat fried chicken, macaroni, cheese, and collard greens. Like nah. that's not what I think of when I want nah. my first meal of the day. Now maybe thanks. Maybe I don't know. Thanksgiving it, it'd be different because it all that's depends on if you have like a long night, Thanksgiving night. You know, you right. got lit a little bit. And right. You wake up. I I understand if you wake up yeah. late, but I'm if I feel about like every then, day. Yeah, type I gotta thing. have like like fruit or yeah, you know something like that. I want that. a I smoothie. Yeah. with my waffles and sausage. But anyways, I just want I just wanted to know make sure I wasn't being weird or anything. But okay. So I had saw this meme on you had mentioned earlier. I saw this meme on Instagram and it said that your childhood wasn't lit if you didn't live with your cousins at some point. And I was just like, That is so That's funny because y'all y'all was coming yeah. to the podcast today and I yeah. was like, Oh my gosh, but yeah. So let's get into the topic of the day, growing up in the church. So we grew up in church like hard. Hard. (laughs) Like when I say maybe five days out of the week we was at church, (laughs) like whether it was choir rehearsal or we was having some type of event at church or plays plays, or I was on the dance team, like something. We was always at church. So. I just wanted to just talk about like how did growing up in the church affect you and like how do you view church now because I know my view of church has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. I okay, I could just say this, you know, being raised by who we raised by, you mm-hmm. know, Dooley, you know, right. um she didn't play that. So, you know, I think what we learned, you know, growing up and staying in church is basically ultimately learning how to get a relationship with God. You know what I mean? Right. Because you can you can be all praised for God. You can, you know, talk to him and any got this type of moment of the day and he's gonna listen. You know what I mean? I think that what that instilled in us. Right. Me personally, I just think that, you know, when I went out to college, I didn't have a church home out there in Carrollton. So it was so hard yeah. to find a community out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a community out there, but I just feel like when you when you went to church as much as we did, it's just like, dang, we ain't got to be forced to go, but we could still have that talk yeah. with God, you know what I mean? So I think we just took it like that. I don't, I don't, and I, that's why I think that, not necessarily I never lost a relationship with God. I mm-hmm. definitely did. I definitely stopped going to church as much. Mm-hmm. Now they just because I was in Carrollton. I think that, but I think that sometimes, not saying it's, you know, right, you know, mm-hmm. you always want to remain in church. That's what was instilled. Mm-hmm. But you also got to learn how to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes there may be certain situations where, you know, hey, I don't feel comfortable going to a church out there. That's how I felt. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. going to a comfortable church out there because I take my relationship with pastors seriously. You know, you're sitting here preaching me and telling me something God in my life. So I need to, 
I need to know what type of person you are. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, I think right now I still do, I, I, I do my best and try to get back involved, even though, you know, I have the business things on Sundays. I still try to do my best to, you know, go on YouTube on that Monday or go on, you know, um, just something on, just have some type of motivation to myself, whether it's writing, a, writing something down or right. just having a sincere talk with God on a daily. Right. Um, but I think it's definitely important. I just think that the new age parents are not forcing it as much as they did back in the day. I don't think so either. Yeah, like, because they weren't having it. It was, like, mandatory. Like, yeah, it was, like, <laughs> you like, don't have yeah. no choice. Yeah, now these kids be like, oh, like, I don't feel like going They'll like, leave, I, yeah. They'll leave their kids yeah. at home. Like, nah, we had no choice. I'm talking about we in kids church and all that. We after church and everything. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, like for me, I would say. I guess growing up, I just started to realize like how people really are, and mm-hmm. I guess at a younger age, I just looked at everybody like, oh my gosh, these are very good people. They, you know, supposed to be a certain type of way but then once you get older and you start seeing hearing like the little side conversations right. and stuff like that and i'm like oh so y'all really don't be acting how y'all be trying to portray that y'all yeah. are and that kind of threw me off a little bit yeah and yeah. then like the whole thing about how you said like the pastor like i don't like when pastors be acting like they one way but then in their real life they are another yeah. like that type of situation like i just i can't I can't rock with stuff like that. So that's kind of what pushed me away. And then it's like for so long, it was, like you said, mandatory. So I feel like once I got of age to where I decided, like, I really don't have to go to church as long as I just remain with my relationship with God. Exactly. That's what I've been focused on. Just making sure that my relationship with God is good. And, you know, if I do later down in the line find a church home or something like that, that's good. But I'm not really right. forcing myself to do that. Right. No, I completely understand where you're coming from. You know, I don't think, you know, nobody should be forced to, to, to doing something, you know what I mean, in the day. I just think as growing up, every traditional black family is going to make sure their kids is closer to God. That's just black yeah. folks in general, you know, back back to the slaves days, you know, always having a relationship with the man up high. Yeah. So I think really just if you still just carve out some time a day, whether it's, it can be an informal talk, and you got to be on your knees and, and praise. Right. You might, I do it sometimes. I do most of the time. I do it when I'm driving, like on the way to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't play no music in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have some gospel in the background. I'm just gonna have a conversation with God. Whatever's frustrating me that day or frustrating me that week, I'm gonna make sure I pray to God. Hey, whatever this is, cover me in your blood. Make sure whatever decision that I make on this specific topic. Or specific doing, just make sure it's guidance in your will. Make sure I'm right. doing it for a reason, doing it for a purpose. So, yeah. I think that just living your life like that is is okay. I feel like, and I do agree to that because you know, pastors got lives too, deacons right. got lives too. And so, I, but it's just like I understand, but it's just like I feel like once you take that role, it's kind of like, all right, now I know for a fact that I need to be a leader and I need to right. lead by example, not. Just be telling people, oh, you do this, but then behind closed doors, I'm doing something else. Right. That's just that's just how I feel. So. Yeah, I know. I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I just feel like it's just so much judgment sometimes, too, when it come out of traditional church folks. And, yeah. you know, everybody not going to live their life peaches and cream. Now, right. we're supposed to. We can try. Right. You know what I'm saying? But... I feel like Jesus and, and God himself, they know that we make mistakes, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, um, as long as, you know, you put your foot forward 
and making sure whatever lesson that you learned from mm-hmm. that moment, I feel like that can be beneficial in life regardless. Right. If you go to church or not. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about it. Family. I just really wanted to talk just talk about like the importance of family and the port and the importance of keeping everybody together because in our family we haven't really experienced too many losses yeah. yet. And yeah. it's like that is like really scary to right. me because it's coming. Right. You know, and it's like I don't I don't wanna think about it, but I just know that eventually we're gonna be the adults in right. the family. Right. We're gonna be the ones like this year we're hosting Thanksgiving. So it's just like right. we're starting to transition and being basically the leaders of the family basically and so i just i guess i just want to just talk more about like the importance of family um i think the biggest thing is definitely um your elders right you know granny you know Mm -hmm. i I talk to granny all the time getting that wisdom and and just getting that sense of peace when, when when women that you know been around that long you know she 85 god bless her soul you know what i mean and she's still being able to breathe. She's still able to talk. You know what I mean? She's still able to interpret things. You know right. what I mean? It's just a blessing that somebody is still here who's led that long and seen a lot on this earth. Right. And she's seen a lot. You know, she's seen, I told her, like, we were talking the other night. Like, you know, she's seen a lot of people wilt her away. Like, a lot of people. And, you know, I feel like that's a strong woman right there. So she can really tell you certain things about life. And yeah. it could be the smallest thing, but you got to take that. So I think it's just important because that's the glue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, the matriarch of your family is usually the the glue. So it's usually the grandma or the great grandma of the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like you can't take moments like that for granted because, you know, they we only here for a certain amount of time. You know, um, you know, 85 don't seem long, but it's long to us. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. to, to granny, she say all the time, like, the years just fly. Like, you know, she said after, like, 50, you, like, the years just fly. It's just like. She know how I feel like her. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I could tell now. Like, yeah. even now, I'm just like, hold on, wait a minute. It's going to be December already. Right. It's time. Time. Only thing, like, I tell, and, and, and I tell the, the the kids I coach all the time. I tell my sister this. We talk all the time. You know, I tell Caleb all the time. Um, and Caleb was one of our cousins, by the way. Um, only thing is promised is death. Yeah. That's the only thing that's promised. So, you know, I feel like you got to love your loved ones right now. You know, I think just right now, to speak to our family, all of us was growing up. You know what I mean? We in our 20s. So, you know, the, it was kind of different because our parents ain't had to worry about us anymore. They knew yeah. we was at college doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that was also a driving force for them. And so once mm-hmm. our mothers, my mother got married, you know, and, 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 and in-laws come into play, yeah. you know, I feel like that also takes that into play too. That was a weird transition yeah, because it's it just like... Going from our mothers, I think that was the next topic, actually. Yeah. So, our mothers, we grew up in single-parent households. So, growing up with a single mom, and both of us experienced, like, well, for you, I know your dad. Yeah, yeah, my background a little different. Yeah. And my dad was (laughs) in and out, in and out. So, it's just like, we can relate on that aspect of like growing up in the household with single moms and like for a minute like we just was in a family full of women so it's just like having men come into the family and everything it was just a hard transition for me and i was just like "Mm, 
Yeah. Like me and my mom and my sister were just talking about it because we were just saying how I was just saying how like for a minute like I looked at my stepdad like you just some nigga that my mama messing yeah. with like who are you like just because <laughs> you, you married cool, just because you married her don't mean nothing right like that's just how I felt yeah but no, it's no, understandable like, understandable now as an adult it's just like I have a better relationship with him and I have a better understanding right. of what it is to be married and right. having a family and and I'm just thankful that. He is such a good husband to my mama because right. she deserves it. And right. now they have my little brother. And now my brother is able to grow up in a two-parent right. household. Exactly. And I'm happy for experience that because that. Right. I didn't experience that. And I be telling him all the time, like, you don't understand how good you got it because when it was just me, it was just me and my mama. Right. And then it was me and Shanti and my mama. Right. So it's just like. He just he just don't get it right now, but he'll understand. Yeah, I mean, and 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 you know, and that's what these kids don't understand nowadays. I think we, you know, that you know, that late nineties babies, you know, we yeah. um experienced a lot, you know, with my biological father not being in the picture. Um, he tried, but I don't think he did a successful job in regards to trying to reach out to me. I think it was more so of a, I'm your dad, so you're you gotta you gotta do this, you gotta do this. I don't even know your favorite color. I don't even know your middle name. You know what I mean? So how are you finna sit here and tell me? You know what I mean? And I don't mean to come off in a in, in a way like that. You know, I'm not saying that I didn't have any male figures at all. Uncle Bosch, a big mm-hmm. male figure of mine, taught me how to drive. We was driving since we were, what, 14, 12, 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, my little brother dad, Troy, you know, he's I call him my pops. He taught me everything I know, you know what I mean? From I met him when I was eleven years old, and I can literally say he was one of the reasons why. I was able to face some of the things I faced because coming from an all women family and me being one of the oldest males, you know, my, I think my mom kind of put the expectancy of like, oh, he gone, he's gone. But sometimes you, you can't just assume a kid. No, you know what I'm saying? I got to teach yeah. myself, you know what I mean? How to be a man and actually be able to, you know, take care of things and, and this whole expectancy of, you know, not showing emotion type thing, you know, had to deal with that and battle with that. And, you know, on top of, you know, our story, we've been through a lot, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, yeah, yeah we struggled, you know what I mean? But at the end of the and day, we had a village, though, so. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I just feel like people have looked at me and just assumed that I just came from this wealthy family oh. and <laughs> that I just got everything figured out. And, yeah. oh, y'all, like, I... I done struggled a little bit too. So like my situation, I'm pretty sure my situation ain't the worst situation, but at the same time, I still had to go through some type of adversity and I had to overcome a lot of obstacles in my lifetime and wasn't nothing handed to me. Like anything that I've done is because I worked for it, not because it was just handed to me. Right. Exactly. So I just want that to be cleared up because I just it just be irritating me when people just be acting I mean, like at the end of the day, you know, I feel like some people understand I feel like this is what it is. Like so when you come from nothing mm-hmm. and have a background like your mom, like she mm-hmm. said she had to place a good foundation for you and her family. You, yeah. you and you and Shanti and, mm-hmm. and what you all doing now. And you know, but that took hard work, you know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of people don't understand the environment that we Exactly. You know the 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 area, the area of Conley and Forest Park. You know, what I mean, a lot of yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's not a rough area, but it's just like I right, Conley was a rough area, but right. you know, Forest Park was one of those areas where it was okay. Everybody's calmed down, but it's also just like you know, not as many resources to be successful. Right. You know, what I mean, so you know, but I'm glad things are changing now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just the biggest thing in growth in life is just to make sure that 
whoever you keep around you mm-hmm. is going to do nothing but keep you positive. You know what right. I mean? So, you know, with our mothers, I, I love my mom to death. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what I'm saying? So she taught the, the biggest thing she taught me was, was just like, hey, no matter what obstacle you go through, you got to put your head down and continue going through it. Exactly. Because that's going to deter you what type of person that you are. Right. She, I literally have been times where we, we were kids and, you know, it was either light bill or eat. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So not to flaunt upon that, you know what I mean? Because I'm glad we don't have to worry about that situation mm-hmm. no more. But, you know, when you, that that's a driving force for right. me. You know, that's that's a different driving force for me, so. All right, y'all. We could just keep going on and on and on, but we're going to yeah. keep it moving. No, nah, I got you. Um, places to go, things to do. So me and my sister just came from Tennessee, and we did the axe throwing in the rage room. And when I tell y'all, that is so fun. Okay. Like, it was hard. Like, those axes, they're not really heavy, but mm. once you throw it a couple of times, your arms start hurting. You got to stretch a little bit before yeah. you start. I will say, <laughs> make sure you stretch a little bit before you start because they do put a little, it's a little, they do a little something to your arm. I don't yeah. know. And then the rage it's a little room. little workout. The little way the rage room was so fun, just smashing stuff and stuff like that. So I know they have a place like that here in Atlanta. So just look it up, check it out, and go have some fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So Amisha's playlist. So my song for today is "Feel Sexy" by BB. I just heard that song the other day, and it's it's giving what it's supposed to give. It's a nice R and B song, and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, while you pull up your song for today, oh, I can definitely tell you, um, uh, man, I've ahead. been on, I've been on Nas heavy. Really? Yeah, I've been on Nas heavy. Um, his Magic album. Okay. I don't know if you listen to it or not. Nope, I'm gonna add it right now. Yeah, the very first song, "Speechless," "Meet Joe Black." Those first two songs, like, spoke to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, Look it's, up it's, the lyrics. Yeah, um, his, it's all about motivation with Nas. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't give him his flowers. They should, but a lot of people don't give him his flowers. So, but you know, the usual, you know, right now, the, the little baby, the Drake, the, but Nas is speaking to me right now for real, for real. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so next segment, ask Misha. If you have any questions, you could go ahead and DM me at underscore in our lane. Your questions, you can ask me anything about myself. You can ask me anything about business, about this podcast. Anything you want, just go ahead and send it over to at underscore in our lane. And I had got a question, but all my questions lately is, will you take me, will you let me take you out? Or like, <laughs> can I, can I date you or something like that? No, not on the and, podcast and comments. The, <laughs> and I just, it's just the dude, it's just like, if, even if a, di- a dude did do that and I was interested, I might, I might try, but it's just like the dudes that be doing that, I just be like, <sighs> Try again, okay? Yeah, they don't know what type of women you were raised by. Exactly, like I <laughs> look, y'all. My man, he gotta be a special type of man, okay? And some of y'all ain't it, so uh. just cut it out. <laughs> like it just be, it just be mind blowing to me. It's just like I get it, like I'm pretty, so you gonna shoot your shot. But it's just like, come on now, yeah, come on, bro. A lot of dudes be trying to use this whole money thing nowadays. Like, 
like don't know don't know if you don't know oh, about like, that. Like yeah. throwing money at you and stuff yeah. like that. I don't like that. Like I feel like it's giving it's a transaction. Right. Like if I pay for this, that means at the end of the night, then you better bust it wide open. Right. And uh, it's just like I exactly. It's an expectancy level and it's so funny and because dudes in Atlanta do that all the time. And the re- and, and the reason for it is and they get they'll they get be, mad they, if you yeah, just be like no yeah, but uh, most some women I can't say speak for everybody some right. women definitely go for it in Atlanta like <laughs> but I'm not one of them so try again yeah okay so stay in your lane I just wanted to say y'all need to stay focused um I don't know who need to hear this but you've been distracted okay okay you need to stay focused you need to keep your goals or whatever it is that you want in your life in the front forefront and let all that other stuff stay where it's at because I know for me I have moments where I get distracted whether that's with friends or with whether that's with somebody that I'm dating or something like that I'll just be so involved in what they got going on and I forget about myself and I can't do that no more like I, I have I have to make sure that right now I know that in this phase of my life right now it's about me and it's about me accomplishing my goals and becoming the woman that I want to be so it's just like sometimes I got to miss out on some things and sometimes I can't I can't show up or answer the phone and be sitting there gossiping and being messy like first I'm not like that anyway but I'm just saying like if that's what you want I can't get off my phone Please get off my phone This is is how I feel I feel like Social media is really what's Rottening Relationships right now Because a lot of people A lot of men and even women too They don't have that advice From somebody So they're learning from their natural experience Their friends experience What they see on social media So a lot of people are kind of like me and copycat are following the leader in regards to handling certain Ooh, situations. Child, let's talk about it. I mean, that's the, I mean that's the, and, the, and that's the real. I mean, everybody is not nobody's perfect, but if, but you can't deter the relationship that you're trying to be in based off somebody else's. Right. Like you're backtracking. You're not. Right. You're not going to get anywhere because your expectancy level for that guy or that girl is always going to fail. Right. You know what I mean. So, and I think you know I'm learning. I'm, I'm two years in my relationship now. You know I'm still learning. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning, you know. At the end of the day, what I, the biggest thing I learned about, you know, uh, you know, baby girl, shouts out to Bree, by the way, love you. Um, I think with her, she really taught me patience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She taught, she revealed something to me about myself that I didn't know, mm-hmm. that I knew I need, that I now I know I need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and when somebody brings that out of you, that's the only thing you can ever ask for out of somebody. You know what I mean? So, I think that's the biggest thing a lot of people not realizing nowadays. You know, when you find somebody that's genuine yeah. and somebody who's really to put that time into you, yeah. don't waste that person time. Right. Because at the end of the day, they could be somewhere else doing something with somebody else. You know what I mean? So. Because <laughs> 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 uh, it's just like. I'm dating now, and it's just like, I just be so over it. Like, I just don't have, I, I guess I don't have the patience for dating. Like, it's just like, yeah. I be just ready to get to the point. Like, do you like me or not? Like, yeah. that's just where I'm at with yeah, it. You, it's you like, like the, the, what they be saying nowadays, yeah. that ain't, uh, uh, down, ain't, no more, ain't no more talking stage. Yeah, or ain't whatever no more like talking that. stage. Like, do you want to try this or not? Because it's just like, at this point, yeah. I'm just over it because. 
It's a headache. And it's just like, I don't like the guessing game. Like, I don't want to be sitting here like, should I, should I not? Like, can I? Like, what? I I guarantee you this, though. And then it's like, I don't want to come off thirsty, but it's just like. I mean, mean, yeah. I get we Nobody wants to come off thirsty. I'm just being real. That's just, I think that's just a prideful thing between men and women. Nobody want to be the person. And I think that's just what it is, is. You not got if you if you got an opportunity you gotta capitalize off it, right. you know what I mean. Like I think that's a, a lot of dudes nowadays is really missing that point. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of dudes literally skip and pass their blessing just because of a thought process that they just so stubborn to change. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like oh she not gonna change me or mm-hmm. you know oh he not gonna change me. It's just like it's too much going back and forth about the same right. thing. If y'all like each other, let's let's do it. Like let's just do it. It's that simple, y'all. Like I just feel like we make everything so much harder too than hard. it has yeah. to be. And just it could be all so simple. Right. But we're at our end to the conversation. Okay, okay. I would love to do a part two or whatever, but um we could do that another day. So, thank you for coming. No problem, Leash. No problem. Um, drop your socials if you want to drop your socials. Uh, you want to drop your socials? Yeah, yeah. I, you okay. know, I like, I be laid back. You know okay, what I mean? So, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but, hey, look, I do got, I do got the, you know, Southside Boom. They will have, you know, more content coming. You know, um, I'm doing a workout promotional video. Um, pretty much trying to showcase what I've been doing in the fall so far. Um, going to that, you know, once I have that information, I definitely will, you know, pass that out to you. But, you know, definitely coming, man. Southside Boom Athletics, we coming. Y'all heard it here, and it looks like it went off. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to share my business name, just mm-hmm. Southside Boom Athletics. Um, so, you know, that that's definitely coming soon. More content, more things that, you know, um, just give it back to the Southside you know, trying to create this team, trying to create this brand. So um, I definitely will shoot those tags over to you once I get everything finalized. So, All right. So thank you guys for tuning in again for In Our Lane podcast. Like I said, I am Amisha. That's E-M-M-E-I-S-H-A. Uh, you can find me on all platforms as Amisha. Um, the podcast is at underscore In Our Lane, and I will see you guys in the next episode.